anxiety, crying jags, emotional lability. Welcome to perimenopause. Up to 70%, 70% of women have depressive symptoms. What's the connection between estrogen and emotions? I'm Dr. Lauren Stryker, a gynecologist, best-selling author, and a nationally recognized menopause expert. When it comes to menopause, midlife, and what comes after, I'm betting you've not gotten a lot of information from your own doctor. But if women are given good information, they'll make good choices. And I'm here to give you the inside information. Here's the question. Hi, my name is Alice, and I'm wondering if hormone therapy helps with the emotional lability dysthymia, mild anxiety, and crying jags that seem to appear out of nowhere that are occurring during perimenopause. Thank you so much. Let me just start by saying that when it comes to the midlife emotional roller coaster, it's rarely just one thing. So it can be complicated, but it's really common. There's also a difference between someone who's had a long-term or past struggle with depression and other mood disorders, as opposed to someone who develops symptoms for the first time during perimenopause. Overall, during perimenopause, up to 70%, 70% of women have depressive symptoms. The risk for new onset depression is approximately 30%. And for women with a prior history of depression, the risk of developing a recurrence of depression is 60%. Women who are most at risk, other than women with a history of depression, are women who enter perimenopause or menopause when they're younger than average. I mean, this is especially true of someone who has premature ovarian insufficiency or premature menopause. Another group that's at really high risk are women who have a surgical menopause, an instant menopause due to ovary removal and don't take hormone therapy. So why? Why is there so much depression and moodiness when someone's perimenopausal? What's the connection between estrogen and emotions? Before I get into the biology of why this happens and what you can do about it, I want to at least mention the psychosocial component of perimenopause. For some women, menopause symbolizes the end of fertility, femininity, sexuality, aging, even their very identity, and triggers emotions and reactions unlike those associated with any other life transition. So there is sometimes a psychological component. But of course, for every woman who's upset about no longer having a period, there's a woman who's celebrating the end of tampons, pads, cramps, PMS, and the need for contraception. And then there's midlife stress. I mean, so unfair that perimenopause tends to hit the same time your kids move back home because they have no job, your husband's having an affair, your scale is suddenly and inexplicably 10 pounds over your usual weight, and you've just been passed over for a major promotion, mainly because you can't sleep, you can't think clearly, and you can't function. As an aside, virtually every time I'm asked to talk about perimenopausal and postmenopausal mood changes, I'm also asked to talk about cognition. They get lumped together because they often go together. But while having difficulty remembering why you walked into a room might put you in a bad mood, it's not the same thing. Cognition is the ability to think clearly, recall someone's name, executive function, memory, Moodiness refers to your emotions, things like sadness, anxiety, and irritability. A major depression is extreme symptoms along with prolonged feelings of sadness and hopelessness. So putting aside all the psychosocial and cognitive challenges during perimenopause, there are biologic reasons that women have mood swings, crying jags, and sadness, 
even when life is okay. Simply put, there are estrogen receptors in the brain. Changes in estrogen alter neurotransmitters, such as serotonin, dopamine, and norepinephrine. Neurotransmitters are what controls your emotions and your moods. So when your estrogen levels plummet, your neurotransmitters are out of kilter, which in turn impacts your emotions and explains the increase in depression and other mood disorders. And no surprise, women that have terrible hot flashes are far more likely to be moody and depressed than women who don't even know what a hot flash is. Hot flashes increase the risk for depressive symptoms in part because of sleep interruption. In every study, a bad night's sleep is highly predictive of a negative mood the next day. But even if someone is sleeping reasonably well, on a day-to-day basis, hot flashes still correlate with negative mood. The correlation of daytime hot flashes and moodiness means it's not just a lack of sleep. It's specifically the hot flashes. It has always struck me that 70% of women experience mood issues during perimenopause and 70% of women have hot flashes. Coincidence? I don't think so. Stress, insomnia, hot flashes, autoic neurotransmitters, and hormones are the perfect setup for feeling sad, overwhelmed, and anxious. So first and foremost, I mean, be kind to yourself. It would also be helpful if the people around you understood what was going on. The good news Yeah, there is good news is that for most women, not all, but most, this is a perimenopausal issue. And when perimenopause morphs into postmenopause, things do get better. But waiting out the mood swings is not generally the best strategy since perimenopause can last for years. So what treatment is recommended so you don't keep hating your spouse, hating your life, and generally being miserable all the time? The scientific literature is very clear that systemic menopausal hormone therapy is effective in treating perimenopausal mood disorders. In one trial, which looked at the use of estrogen to treat perimenopausal depression, remission of depression occurred in 68% of patients compared with only 20% of the women receiving a placebo drug. In another study, estrogen helped 80% of perimenopause women. It turns out that taking estrogen improves perimenopause depressive symptoms as well as taking antidepressant medications. But, and this is important, if hormone therapy is going to help, it's going to help pretty quickly. If a month into it, you're not feeling significantly better, estrogen is not your answer. There's also some evidence that taking estrogen can prevent perimenopausal mood issues. So if you're at particularly high risk because of a past history of depression or you're going through an unusually stressful time or scheduled for ovary removal, menopause hormone therapy definitely goes under the heading of a good idea. The hormone therapy thing doesn't just apply to women with hot flashes. This antidepressant effect of estrogen therapy also applies to perimenopausal women who are not having hot flashes, which tells you that estrogen works not just because it allows you to get a decent night's sleep and gets rid of the hot flashes, but because of a direct estrogen effect. Speaking to the impact of estrogen on those all-important mood-regulating neurotransmitters, there is an exception to the premise that hormone therapy is going to help. The exception to the overall benefit of taking hormone therapy for women during perimenopause is in women who had a major depression 
prior to perimenopause. A woman with a history of major depression who gets worse during perimenopause will only be helped by estrogen therapy if, if she is having hot flashes. If she's not having hot flashes, there's no data to support the use of estrogen to help with a worsening depression. Likewise, estrogen does not appear to help alleviate depression in women if depressive symptoms start postmenopause. So estrogen is not the only option. If you are having hot flashes, anything that will decrease your flashes will help alleviate the mood issues as well. And in Hot Flash Hell, I go through every single hormonal and non-hormonal option to treat your flashes. Getting a decent night's sleep is so important. I cannot overemphasize that. Also, taking an SSRI or SNRI has been shown to be beneficial in the treatment of perimenopausal mood lability, crying, and anxiety, and is probably a good strategy for the woman who's maybe only having mild hot flashes, woman who's not having hot flashes at all, or someone who either chooses to or has been told not to take estrogen. Getting regular exercise also seems to make a difference. A high-intensity workout is best, but low-intensity activities like walking and yoga are also beneficial. Cognitive behavioral therapy on the list of strategies to lift mood. A side issue is the progestogen problem. Women that are taking hormone therapy and have a uterus must take a progestogen along with their estrogen to prevent an abnormal buildup in the lining of the uterus. And while most women do just fine taking a progestogen, there is the occasional woman who gets moody and depressed and just doesn't do well. I know. And I will have an episode really soon on alternative options for women who don't tolerate progesterone. But if you don't want to wait, chapter 13 in Hot Flash Hell covers it in detail. This is not a do-it-yourself project. If you're having problems with mood, anxiety, or sadness that are not getting better, you need to get help. You can start with a menopause expert to see if estrogen is appropriate, but if it's not helping or your symptoms are severe, it's time to get in the hands of a psychiatrist. And if you're having thoughts of self-harm or suicide, do not wait. Get help right away. And I'll put links in the program notes of who you can contact. So, that was a long answer to Alice's question. The short answer is yes. There is a good chance that estrogen therapy will help with your crying jags, emotional lability, and mild anxiety. Getting a good night's sleep and regular high-intensity exercise are also key. And for women that choose not to take estrogen, an antidepressant has been shown to be helpful. Just waiting for it to get better is not what I call a plan. I'm Dr. Lauren Stryker, and thank you for joining me. You will find lots more information in my Inside Information books available on Amazon.com. And follow Francie as she navigates her way through vaginal dryness, hot flashes, and pretty much every menopausal symptom you can think of. Through the night, I follow Francie and. Anyway.
day.